0: what's up matthew you there yeah i'm here all right brother so i guess we'll get started welcome back to a very special episode of the on shuffle podcast um we we kind of mentioned in a short episode last week at our normal schedule slot uh time slot last sunday that um that uh, we were just doing a uh recommendation show which uh we weren't truly honest with you. Uh, well, we we weren't dishonest, but uh, I guess uh, g- elaborating a little bit more, um, we recorded a great episode for you guys, and uh, on the topic tonight, and uh, somehow, some way, it didn't get recorded uh, through no fault of our own. Um, I like to think, at least, no fault of mine. Um, there, there was there was a phone call. We'd record using the Anchor app, as you know by now. And uh, long story short, didn't record, so we wanted, and we want to get this episode in because, um, you know, obviously this is one of our ones that's near and dear to us, to us excuse me, um, so, uh, but anyways, so we're yeah. going to be talking about Queen tonight, uh, pretty much a reflection on them and, uh, uh, you know, the full, or how did you say it? I like, I like the way you word it better, the, the episode, uh, how did you, what, how did you call the episode?
1: uh i think it said uh uh, just a retrospective
0: retrospect that was the word i was looking for i've been thinking of that word for the last two hours i could not think of it a retrospect yes love it um before we get started how's
1: oh it's good Yes, good glad to you know have a friday as we all are listening so uh you know again it's been a good one how about you
0: good man yeah just um uh, getting ready for christmas as i'm sure a lot of people are uh and um that's about it man working that so um no um I, I, before we get started i'll say this and and you you probably proved me wrong at the end of the episode i don't know but um and i want not elaborate a whole lot but every friday i wake up very excited to listen to new music on my way to work um and you know of course uh most fridays it's bleak i mean great music don't come out every Friday, of course. But uh, but there's always some music that comes out every Friday, uh, and I do listen to a good bit of it on the way to work. And um, this week, I, I just have to say it was a dead all, for, as far as my um, what was presented to me on my my uh, streaming device. How I uh, take my music in, which is Apple. Um, I had I think the we uh, had one thing which I'll, I'll get later, but uh, but just nothing out. Um, you know, and I hope maybe you'll tell me some things I don't know, but, uh, later. But anyways, I just, I had to get that off my chest. It was just, I looked at it. I was like, man, did really nothing come out this week? But, um, anyways, uh, let's get into it, man.
1: So, yeah. So, um, to get started, give a little brief history lesson out there for people that don't often know Queen. Um, this is Queen. is of course, a British rock band formed in London in 1970. The band uh, comprised of Freddie Mercury, Brian May, Roger Taylor, and John Deacon. Um, I, I think their earliest influences in music-wise were prog rock, hard rock, heavy metal. Um, but, of course, they drifted closer to pop, you know, classical influence stuff. Um, so uh, with Queen, so before um, Queen, what's the thing? There's a group called Smile. So there's our songs from Smile. Smile is a group that Brian May and Roger Taylor were in before um, Queen was formed. The Freddie Mercury, I think, as the story goes, was a fan of the band He was kind of friends with the group. But the lead singer for that group um, left the group to join another band. Um, and, of course, things just kind of slid into place. Freddie, you know, I thought, well, I think Brian May Roger Taylor wanted to do you know, something different than Smile. Uh, Freddie Mercury obviously stepped in. Um, shortly thereafter, they they brought in John Deacon. Uh, the rest is history. I think um, the first album came out in 1973, and I think Queen's second album actually charted for the first time um, in 1974. Um, again, so on so forth. You know, it's a long history. Another touchstone I want to touch on was, of course, the. Live A Concert in 85. Mm. Um, and actually, it's next year, the in August of 20, in 1986, Freddie Mercury gave his last performance with Queen. And of course, he passed away in 1991.
0: All right, real fast. Um, these, uh, it's just, I've not to cut you off real fast. You said the last performance was in 86. So their last concert was in 1986. That's everywhere.
1: Yeah. So, well, gave his last performance with Queen at Kenworth's England I did so, not yeah, that know that Freddie's last I, concert yeah
0: I, as big a fan as I am I, I didn't I did not know. well I'll get into it later you go ahead
1: um yeah so I knew it was I knew there was a, like a period of time where he wasn't doing anything except for like, putting out music so I knew sure. so you know I, so I, I knew. so I wasn't sure of the date but I knew there you know he did stop sometime in the mid-80s but um So John Deacon retired from, you know, I guess officially from music in 1997. Um, And then um, it says, I guess, in 2004, Brian May and Roger Taylor kind of spun it off. Or if you want to say you're still Queen, as Queen with Paul Rogers. And then after Paul Rogers left the group, it's Adam Lambert, where they kind of stand now. Um, So, yeah, again, that's a history of Queen in a nutshell.
0: Okay, so a couple things I jotted down while, while you're uh, – so one, again, I'll just go back to it first. The last concert, um, of course, you know, and I think anybody listens – I know Matthew knows and, uh, and, and anybody who's been listening for a while obviously knows, but, um, you know, I'm a diehard Queen uh, fan. Uh, but I, if you would have said – if you would have said a while ago that their last American concert was in 1986 – uh, or if you'd asked me prior, I'd have said, "Yeah, that's that 1986 sounds about right." But I did not realize their last concert was in 1986. Um, I, I guess because they made music uh, at the end, you know, and, yeah. uh, and and of course him being sick. I know, I you know, I know obviously that's the reason behind all this. But in my mind. He was. Uh, they. I in, in my mind, he. They did stuff uh, until the late '80s and before it got shut down. Had no idea. Uh, so that, that's kind of wild. Um, the other thing I'll say uh, is the, the John Deacon thing. I don't think you and I have talked much about this. I, I think uh, you know. Obviously, he's. Uh, what's how's it worded? He's got a uh, a business relationship with the band until this day. Um, you know, he's like you mentioned earlier, he's he retired what you said 97. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so with which you know, he walked away from them, I think, before that. Uh, and I could be wrong there, but uh, and and then he came back and they performed the the they they recorded the the one last song, I guess, uh, or uh, you know, in Freddie's honor. Uh, and I forget the name, of it. so it's a good one. Uh, the one that uh uh, anyways uh, and I know that was like the last thing he recorded with him which was around nine, which probably was 97 actually um, but then again he, he walks away now I, I bring that up because it's always been intriguing to me because if it, it, it well the story of why it really depends on who you ask um, and I've never heard like any uh, I, well I've never really heard John Deacon say a bad thing uh, about the other guys and the other guys haven't said a bad thing about him but you know, the subtle jabs, um, and, may, and I don't know if you've ever picked up on this, but to me it seems like it's not really Brian May, but it seems like Roger Taylor's taking some subtle jabs. Uh, and maybe they're not jabs. I guess it depends on, uh, you know, who you ask. Uh, in my mind, uh, maybe I'm insecure. It had been a jab at me. Um, you know, if you, if you ask John Deacon, he just, uh, it, you know, it, He I think his words were like, it's without Freddie, there's no point. Um uh, And of course, he was really close. I know the old saying is that he was a lot of anxiety, very shy. And Freddie was the one who kind of helped him uh, get out there and perform and and be a part of this big band when that's really not his personality. But uh, but now if you ask the others, uh, you know, I know Roger Taylor said and this is what I was talking about. I would have been upset. Roger Taylor says stuff like he's a bit fragile. Um and you know he, but but you know the way I took it, uh, it was he he can't handle it uh, and he's a bit fragile and that's why he's not with the band anymore. Um. So and again, I, I've never heard Deacon like, I guess, uh or anything. But I, I don't know. It just seemed like it's like, damn, that's not that's not. I don't know if I'd put it that way. But you know, it is what it is. But again, I don't know if you've ever watched your thoughts on it. Or what you've ever heard of Deacon not being with them or whatever.
1: Um. No, I never heard anything like that. Um, I I um, always heard it was just he just didn't want to go on without Freddie, which obviously is kind of similar to the Led Zeppelin approach, you know, kind of uh, sure. not want to continue on without John Bonham. Um, yep. And you know, like I said, that's, I, I definitely see the point in both. I mean, even though like, and I think we've definitely mentioned, you know, John Bonham is, for me, the whole reason to listen to Led Zeppelin, honestly, it's, the rest of the group is great, you know, obviously that, you know, they're like great songs and stuff, but musically it just doesn't, I mean, I I would like the most interesting part of that group is John Bonham, especially, you know, just what he did on drums because it's yeah. one of, you know, one, one, in, one of the million. And, um, of course we do, you know, like Adam Lambert, you know, obviously he's a great singer, you know, I don't think there's any other male singer that could fill Freddie's shoes other than Adam Lambert, you know, and still be competent and still, um, you know, and still kind of have a, um, uh, make it, make it his own, but also still do the songs justice. Right. Um, and, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I I never picked up on anything like that. Um, it would, you know, with John yeah. Deacon, uh, but, well, um, I don't
0: think it's so I don't think it's like highly advertised I know I've, I've deep dived in that of course just because I and I and I know this um, he um, uh, and I, and again I don't think there's bad blood I, I guess like I said someone fragile in my mind uh, or someone like me who uh, that might mess with me if some one of my bandmates saying that I was too fragile um, but again I don't think there's any to it I, I know um, every time they've got back together uh, or they've done something all the way up to the Adam Lambert stuff, uh, he's always had an open invite. Like he's always been called and invited uh, to, to be a part of it. Now, obviously he's chose to stay retired, but I um, always found that pretty interesting. So that shows you that there, it can't be too bad, but at the same time, and I don't know, you know, again, I don't have an inside source. So let me just start by that. But, I also have heard uh, that they do not uh, talk. Um, and I, again, I don't think it's because of anything. I think it's just, uh, maybe it just happened platonically. I don't know. But I know that the bandmates and, uh, and uh, Deacon do not uh, talk to this day as far as phone calls and stuff. Uh, and I don't know when the last time they, there was a phone call. And, and I know John Deacon, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he didn't even go to their uh, Hall of Fame induction, but I, I, mm, I'd have to yeah. I'd have to fact check that. But I'm, I am ninety nine percent positive that uh, he wasn't present at that. Which I always felt that kind of weird. Like you know, seems like something you would you would be at, but nonetheless, um, yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you another thing. While, while of course it's a retrospect, but a lot of it's you know our, our thoughts and opinions on Queen. This is off the wall, but I'm going to tell you something that I've never said out loud, but it's always it's always kind of puzzled me, um, and, and of course, I don't know, I'm no doctor, I don't know nothing about anything, I'm just an idiot, but uh, one thing I've, you know, of course, you, know, I've always thought about, you know, how the people over the last uh, 30 plus years who've um, contracted, uh, you know, the HIV virus, and how... There's been certain treatment that's, uh, uh, you know, obviously there's no cure, but uh, that they've lived a long and prosperous life. And, uh, you know, and I think Magic Johnson firsthand. And, uh, and it happened almost right after Freddie died um, with Magic. And uh, and, and I always and I thinking like, man, if, if it would have just happened a little longer or later, you know what I'm saying, then maybe he'd still be here. Um, and that's random, obviously, but that that's just something. Of course, being a fan, there's just always always popped in my mind.
1: Yeah, Weird. that's a, yeah, interesting kind of what if. Yeah, yeah. thinking about that. Um, all right, so yeah, so uh, I guess to get started, um, you know, with one of the history and you know our little um, you know, our opinions on them. Um, well. Yes, uh, they part of their history that's, not, I guess, forgotten now. But you know the, you know, John Deacon leaving, and obviously they're not really doing anything for, you know, for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Uh, out put something close to it. Mm-hmm. I know they kind of did, did their own solo stuff. Um, you know, Brian May and Roger Taylor, but um, so I guess, um, I guess let's talk about I guess how we got started in the Queen, because okay, uh, you know, because. Uh, I know I mentioned it in our our lost podcast that yeah whenever um pretty much whenever me and you got into Queen even though it was different times it was still the kind of a downtime in Queen you know I think they're more culturally significant now and more popular they're in more in the news you know they you know I'll say they've been in in the news pipe um a lot more pop culturally wise I would say in the last 10 or 15 years and probably they've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we were, when, when we got into him the group was not really culturally significant. I know, cause um, so let's get into that. I'll say, so I know you got into them first. Um, yeah. So What'd would you, would you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, you know, I mentioned, and again, as you call it, the lost podcast, of um, course, I've, I've, I've been a fan for a very long time. You know, I know I like to bring it back to sports a lot on this podcast, but, uh, um, you know, when I was a kid uh, living in um, small town, North Carolina, there was a minor league baseball team in Wilmington, North Carolina, which is about 30 minutes from where I live. So we go to a lot of games and uh, there were a double, a minor league baseball team for the Seattle Mariners uh, and major league baseball. Well, anyways, um, we go to a lot of games and they had a closer at the time who came in and pitched the end of the game. If you're not familiar with baseball terms uh, for, or baseball in itself. Uh, and uh, when he'd come in, it was either like as he came from uh, what we call the bullpen uh, in baseball, if, whether you come from a bullpen or uh, when he strikes someone out, I can't remember which one, but they would play another one bites the dust. And, uh, and I always thought it was the coolest thing. And of course, being a young kid, um, you know, I was I, that song became a, a hit to me, and uh, and that's kind of how I started. Now, uh, a few years later, um, I remember being at a friend's house, and uh, th- at this point, I was already into music, um, into Kiss. Uh, saw so I probably it was probably about the same time that I saw Kiss as a 12 year old, um, but I was at a friend's house, already into music and uh we were uh queen i remember queen was playing he was a queen fan queen was playing and uh and i've heard these songs and obviously as i mentioned heard another one bites the dust and i, and I heard of the other ones bigger hits the anthem hits that everybody knows but um i remember just sitting there thinking like god it, every like it, i was just mesmerized by the voice and and then i'd saw a video of it. that's what it was i saw one of the uh, live concerts at his house and uh And I I don't know what it was, and this might sound weird, but I remember thinking, like, man, to hear all those songs first to be mesmerized by them, and then seeing the guy, it didn't look like that could come out of this little guy, this little tiny frail guy, uh, you know, with a a white feeder on a mustache. Um, It it seemed to me – and I don't know what I was expecting to see. Like, I don't don't know if you – that would be – I guess that's a good question I'd like to ask somebody one day who – Uh, and that would be hard to find somebody uh, because the question I would be, is if they didn't know who Freddie Mercury was or Queen, let them hear Queen, let them hear him sing, and then tell you what they think he would look like. But whatever it is, uh, you know, it was the opposite of what he looked like to me. Uh, But from that day forward, um, was hooked and um, became a big fan, went and bought the greatest hits, Um, you know, listened to those for uh, a couple of years uh, or a year, I should say, and then um, after that, went and started buying the albums, and uh, just to, just become a big fan of that. And then years later, probably I uh, think it was I was in college. I remember buying the um, Live from Montreal. I think yeah, it was Live. No, it was Live from Wembley. Excuse me, Live from Wembley uh, DVD concert. And uh, and I used to watch that. Like gosh knows, I probably watched that every night. Uh, it seemed like um, when I would go to bed i'd put it in the dvd and watch it till i went to sleep um but uh, you know I, i've been a fan ever since so that that there's my introduction to uh, to queen
1: nice so um i'll say with with me i think with and with most people um my introduction was pretty much just through those hits the ones that everybody knows the ones that were i think um of course another one well I would say first is probably we are the champions and um, uh, we will rock you from obviously every sporting event you've probably ever been to. Um, Hard mm-hmm. heard, heard of them there. I know there was an old, um, I want to say a Lay's commercial that, uh, or Pringles commercial. I had You're My Best Friend on it. I think there's another commercial that had. Um, I want it all. Uh, yeah, I want it all. Yes, what well, you took it where out of my mouth. Yeah, I want it all. Yep. Um,
0: I was hoping you say that because I, 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 that one popped in my head first.
1: Yeah. So yeah, all these commercials out. I heard them in. So I knew the hits. You know, I was definitely becoming a fan. So I, I was learning those songs. Um, but then, yeah, meeting you and kind of obviously knowing your uh, affiliation with them, your love for them. Um, I think I end up borrowing uh, uh, "Greatest Hits," one of their greatest hits, because I think they have several, and I'm uh, just kind of burning it um, onto my, you know, iTunes at the time, um, and I and that's what started it. You kind of, you know, learning their songs, and obviously, I think whenever Spotify came around, that really just obviously, as with most music, just gave me the leeway to pretty much looking to anything I wanted to, and obviously Queen was. Queen is it for a little while, um, well, for a long while, honestly, and um, like I said, so that's that. I'll say that's my uh, it's my uh, Queen fandom when it started. Um, like I said, nice. it's um, yeah, because with Queen, you know, because like I, went, I mentioned earlier that whenever we got into them, obviously they're a legendary rock band, but. You know, they weren't, like I said, in the public eye. Like I said, you heard the songs around, but that's kind of it. You know, you, you know, they weren't on TV. They weren't like playing live, or at least, you know, Queen as a group wasn't. Sure. Um, you know, and I think, well, I think when I got into them, I think they were with Paul Rogers. But even then, yes. I, didn't, you know, I didn't care about, you know, I didn't care about what they were doing right then at the moment. Right. I mean, I, I like only that. cared about the old stuff.
0: Sure. Well, and i, and I, I yeah, I, I agree with you, and I, and I same. I'm not a Paul Rogers guy, and I think we'll get into that too. There's three questions I got for you, then, based on your uh, your introduction to them. Uh, well, two of them are, and then kind of move forward. Uh, first one: Do you remember your first favorite Queen song? And then, well, um, two, this is a two-parter. Your first favorite Queen song, and which was probably happened earlier. I don't know. And then your first favorite lesser-known Queen song.
1: Um, well, I found my first well-known favorite Queen song was Probably You're My Best Friend.
0: Nice.
1: I, uh, like I said, that's the one that I've probably gone back to the most. It's not my favorite Queen song, sure. but it's it held the title for a long time. Yeah. Um, and like I said, again, it's a song, you know, written by John Deacon. Um, and by the end of the podcast, since I have my iPad up and running, I wanted to um, name off the band member songs so they wrote because i know we'll, we'll get into that later but uh yes i know john deacon wrote you're my best friend i think he wrote it about his wife um so that one held the title for a long long time i love it because it's such just a perfect pop song honestly it's i mean this group that i mean again it has songs like want it all or scandal or um yeah i don't know um other song millionaire waltz these heavier definitely rock songs or sheer heart attack is almost yeah, punk. Sure. and like i said you're my best friend is just this perfect pop song that i mean like i said it's you heard it everywhere um my favorite lesser known or at least I'm getting into them
0: well I guess I, one and, of I, the, and this one and, and not to cut you off this one because i know i know me and you probably hit, hit each other with some uh with, with uh, uh, like a short list later. Uh, and I guess what I, and, and you probably already know the, the, the assignment, but your, do you remember your first uh, one that you, the lesser known that you listened to that you fell in love with? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, so the, the lesser known that I think when I was first getting into them, um, yeah, trying to think, um, I would say there's not really a whole lot of, um, roger taylor songs, just because um i think out of all the members of the group he probably wrote the, the least amount of hits i would say mm-hmm. um well i would say it's kind of hard to say lesser known just because i mean queen psalms are you know they are very well beloved and um um but i would say with the lesser hits that aren't like the, the A like the, the A tier of hits, the ones that everybody knows. Yeah. Um it's probably one like Killer Queen, which is a hit. I mean if you're a Queen fan you know the song. Right. But um but that's not one you hear on like uh really any covers of. You don't really hear it on the radio or you don't hear it, you know, on commercials or movies. You know, so obviously that is a hit. Obviously everybody knows that song but I'll say to a lesser degree than obviously like, um, you're my best friend. Uh, so how about you? Yeah,
0: that's a good one. I, I no, I, yeah, no, that's, that's what, that one's up there, man. That was way up there. Um, for me, I love that one. Uh, I would okay. Cause I don't want to get into and I'm trying to remember correctly because I don't want to get into maybe ones that I might list on our short list. Um, if I'm being honest, and it's probably—I don't want to say it's lesser known because it's really not—but uh, I would say probably my first uh, lesser, let's call, it, let's just say, yeah, lesser Queen song that I that I fell in love with uh, was a crazy little thing called "Love."
1: Okay, that's obviously a great one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, and someone could argue that that's not a lesser known. I, I guess I'm thinking like. Uh, and that's a hard, I guess that's a hard question with them because what, you know, what do you want to consider? Um, because uh, I'm trying, in my mind, I'm trying to think of the ones I fell in love with early that were not their, uh, their signature anthem songs. You know what I mean? Um, so that's kind of why I was going with it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I understand. Um, yeah, because obviously, I say everybody knows this is bigger songs, but obviously, and we'll get into what makes us love the group, but um, they just have so many. I mean, honestly, good ones that is, you know, it's kind of really, I mean, well, I say, we'll, I say we'll get into, like what makes them great and amazing um, compared to other, other groups. Um, But um, just to kind of touch more on the retrospective part, because, you know, we are talking about their their early career or the career as a whole. Um, what i guess what it's kind of forgotten about queen is uh, as a band is that um it kind of when i first started going through their catalog you know obviously once i was already a fan um you just forget like how how heavy those songs were honestly like um like i think what well, my fairy my, fa- my fairy queen i think off of queen one is one of the songs that i've want to say it's um uh, My Fairy King um is one of those songs, I think off the first or yeah, first album that are um like I said, it's pro rock almost like power metal or something. It's the yeah. singing about, you know, dragons and kings and queens and like this fantasy world type of, you know,
0: kind of like yeah. a Dio
1: stuff. I mean Dio sings about stuff like that. And this is Queen. everybody, you know, the you know, Bohemian Rhapsody, we are the champions and they were singing about you know kings and wizards and stuff, and it's well. Like, I, I don't.
0: Th- I don't think they get enough credit uh, for because you know a lot, a lot. of people don't think of this, and maybe I'm, which I think uh, a lot of people would agree with this, uh, especially in the music industry. Um, man, they're a big influence. Like they're uh, big. Uh, they're almost like the start of speed metal um you know and i know like you go back like you're talking about stone cold crazy is another one i know bands like metallica uh ying Wee malmsteen i know a lot of them um you know those like a lot of that is the beginning of like the the heavy metal uh like speed metal type uh uh, but almost like they're a precursor to it you know what i'm saying
1: oh yeah yeah, so yeah absolutely i mean and like I said, I mean, I, I know Metallica obviously covered, you know, obviously, you know, that song, um, you know, Stone Cold Crazy. Um, so, also, I know they hold it in high regard. Um, and I'll mention Metallica later because I have a, you know, later part of the pod. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and again, like, their early stuff, i know, just looking at, like, Father Father to Son was, again, like, it's uh, really heavy stuff, and Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like I know, this kind of obviously I still appreciate this era, but um, because the you know, Queen literally could do it all. Um, but um, I like the more classical, more popular, influence stuff. But uh-huh. I mean, their first like three albums, especially again, I'm like next album, sheer heart attack, are just like straight rock. Like they're they were a rock group. It's only a rock group for a while. A long time.
0: Yeah, um, I, 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 totally. I'm with you there, man. You're exactly right. I, I'm hundred. Uh, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. And you know, not to jump, but I, I've been thinking about this. You said something earlier, and I wanted you to elaborate. Um, so you were talking about where they were their status on music and stuff, and you you kept you kept mentioning uh, about them being culturally significant um but okay what do you think what so in your mind what do you think made them culturally significant now, and, then, and i'm not talking about of course obviously in the 80s they're a big rock there always been a legends rock band. but as far as in the last uh this 21st century like what was it that bumped them up
1: um well, I think what, um, what makes them culturally significant um, nowadays, well, I said it's probably started with Adam Lembert, honestly, because um, okay. I know he mentioned, you know, in our Lost pod that, um, I mean, I, he didn't put them on the map because Queen is obviously, you know, again, a legendary rock band here, but, um, you know, he, I, I know they've mentioned it you know, think a documentary on Netflix about it, Um they get out Lambert, this you know, this young hot singer on American Idol. And I want to say somebody, I think as the story goes, they told Brian May said, Hey, there's this you know, young kid on American Idol, you need to check him out. And I know they played with him on the show, and I know he sang Bohemian Rhapsody as an as an audition song. Um, Adam and Lambert did. And um I think just when he joined the group, he just, he got like obviously young you know, younger face, It's kind of a shot in the arm.
0: Yeah.
1: And and I think they were pitching the movie or riding it for a long, long time. I know it was in limbo for a long time. So um I think both of those things probably together, um, when I'll say more to Adam Lambert is what made them I guess get the ball rolling again as far as being in the public eye again.
0: Right. Because
1: yeah. like I said, like, like I mentioned, because I didn't even know Paul Rogers was in the group until I was, I, I, I was a fan and like went back and said, oh yeah, they had this other singer that they had for like two <laughs> or three years. That I mean, some people liked, I imagine, but not everyone, you know. I, I yeah, I know. Well, not for those times.
0: Well, do do you? <laughs> no well let me ask you this uh, do you think and i know this might be a silly question but uh, maybe not i don't know do you think there's one person out there in this, on god's green earth who um, who's like man i'm not i am not listening to this bull crap anymore man i i they got adam lambert man they, i i miss paul Rogers. <laughs> do you think there's one person oh. on this planet not and not paul Rogers' mom i'm talking about like someone who's not a friend of his, doesn't know Paul Rodgers. Do you think there's one person?
1: Um, well, I would say there's probably not one person that, that prefers him to lead the lead singer or queen. Uh, I, um, I say I, well, because if you're, you know, obviously, if you're, if you're a queen fan from the 70s and 80s, and obviously the Freddie Mercury era, obviously, um, Paul Rodgers is just such a different singer than Freddie was. I don't remember it is. Um, I mean, he's a obviously a, a good blues singer. You know, obviously it's kind of this blues rock singer, and he's singing "Bad Company" and "Can't Get Enough Your Love" and um, "You Are a Shooting Star." You know, there's songs that are definitely, honestly, they're like—I don't want I don't want to sound negative, but they're just like staple, like classic rock radio songs now. That
0: yeah,
1: you see, you know, you've heard, you know, but. You don't like them enough to like. Hey, I'm gonna save this song. I'm gonna like yeah. put it on Spotify. I like it. You're just like, okay, yeah, this is a good song. And then it goes off and it's like, okay, you forget about it, and then you remember it when it comes back on again three hours later. Um, so I know there's back company fans. Just we read, read it on Wikipedia while we're talking. I know Freddie himself was a fan of um, Paul Rogers. You know, I think he commented him on his obviously his singing style, but. Not with Queen. I mean, obviously, he had his own lane, but I can't imagine there's anyone that is like bringing back Paul Rogers.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, so I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, and I told you this uh, before. I, I, and I, you know, I love those guys. I adore those guys, but I just don't, um, I don't understand what the logic was. Like, why Paul Rogers? Like and and, I, and that is no disrespect, to him. He is very talented. Um, but when you're thinking about, uh, you know, uh, what what dynamic you'll need to be the front man of your band, uh, who's who's you're not doing new material with. You're you're playing man. You're not you you're not writing anything new. You're going and torn and playing the songs. Freddie Mercury saying like, what the thought process was, and and who greenlit and said. Or which one of the guys, or whoever, uh, said, "You know what, Paul Rodgers, guys." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I and maybe um, maybe it makes more sense, and I just don't understand. But I don't, I don't know. That, to me, that's always been a mystery. Now, and I told you this, uh, I think, last time. Um, uh, having said that, Paul Rodgers was better than I thought he would be uh, doing Queen songs. Like, I, I learned that Paul Rogers was a better singer than his other music um, uh, showed, but he still wasn't good for Queen, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, yeah, I definitely also understand. I mean, I said he was a great singer in his own right. I mean, he had, I said he had his own fans, but, um I, you know, again, it's just, it wasn't a good match musically and just what, Um what, what I love most about Queen is just their versatility and how so they could play any style of music. And um, and I think he just limited them to, like, you know, he couldn't do the, the hot, you know, the, the the fun stuff, the classical stuff, the popular yeah. stuff so He just couldn't sing it. And like I said, even when he was in his prime, like even with, you know, back in the 70s,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he wasn't doing stuff like that in his own music. So, Again, it just wasn't my style, but... um... Me neither.
0: Well, real fast, to put a bow on him, uh, you know, I know he was with them for a good while. I know that at one point they were planning to, um, and I don't know where it happened to this, um, but they were planning on doing a new studio album uh, with Paul Rogers about 15 years ago, but they didn't do it. I know he ended up... uh, Well, he did something with, like... uh, didn't he do something like uh, your group, the Trans Siberian Orchestra, at some point? Anyways, uh, I, yeah, I, I think know. I think he did something with it, and maybe not. I anyways, uh, but yeah, that, I always I, I would loved to hear what new music would have been by uh, with him in there, but uh, but maybe not. Maybe it, I would it would put a damper on their uh, on their other stuff, but uh, nonetheless.
1: Um, yeah, so uh, going back to there, you know, our retrospective here. Um, so we touched on the early rock, more rock, surprisingly heavy rock stuff i Queen. And then obviously moving into the, I'll say the, I guess the middle era, I would say, the Night at the Opera, the Day of the Races, kind of when they're getting more poppy, more classical influence type of stuff. Um, obviously, there are most famous albums. Obviously, that again, not at the opera, Day of the Races. Um, again, I think those songs alone, or you know, those again, those um albums alone, probably you know, uh, mark their significance. Like if they even if they, you know, didn't do anything as good as those two albums, again, they would still be like on all time list. They would all they will still be like, a, like you know. It's a great legendary band.
0: Mm.
1: But since they've... Well, obviously obviously, their catalog is so large that, you know, their, like, second, third, fourth, and fifth best albums are, like, all nines, you know what I mean? Like, not the opera day. Of the Races is probably a ten. But then, like, yeah. if you look at, I don't know, uh, Jazz or The Game, uh, those are, like, eights or nines. So, like, you know... I think this is when they're getting into their sweet spot, you know, and this, you know, again, this is mid seventies all the way till probably hot space. If you know, if I before hot space, I know they're kind of, or five before the flash Gordon, actually, cause I know, cause you're not really a fan of that right. album, but, um, see, from mid seventies to 1980, it was probably a sweet spot. Cause that included Night of the opera day of the races, right. news of the world jazz in the game yeah and i think yeah so again um this is what mark's queen is like a legendary all-time group you think
0: yeah i am with you man i, I think you kind of you went you hit on it a little bit earlier um i i it's i don't think people understand how crazy uh it is but um you know each member, like writing the songs, and I know you're going to mention in a few minutes, like uh, you know, a little example of, of that, and like uh, each one of them. But uh, man, each uh, there, and I don't know how many bands are like this, if, if there's any, but like each member uh, has uh, is inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Like it, like all of them are in the song uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame. That is crazy to me.
1: Yeah, and we can so, touch on it now since this is their sweet spot. Sure. Um, yeah, it's just like the. I, of course, I, this is obviously two non-experts talking here. Sure. And I wasn't necessarily a big fan of this cable group I'm about to say, but it's probably similar to maybe somewhat similar to the beat to the Beatles, maybe. Um, sure. Maybe just because I know at least three out of the four wrote hit songs that I know of. Again, this is. You know, I'm not sure about Ringo Starr. That's kind of, the, that's the fourth one I didn't mention. But I know like Paul McCartney, and John Lennon, obviously kind of, you know, don't say much there. Uh, George Harrison right. wrote hit songs. Um, I didn't know he wrote this song. Um, I got my eyes set on you. The, I hmm. got my eyes set on you. You know that song? Lady's yeah. song? He wrote yeah, that song too. That no, it's his song. I didn't know that.
0: I um, had no idea.
1: Yep. So um so yeah, so again the All Roy hit songs. I think the Eagles were similar to that too, where um I know at least all this all the members wrote songs. I can't say they were all hits, but yeah, um yeah, so I would say again a group that everybody wrote and contributed is you know the again the Eagles another group that I love. But yeah, there you um, go. I think about it. Yeah, so again, going through this, the hit songs here of each member, um, and these are just again no, noted. So these aren't mm-hmm. their only songs they wrote. But uh, John Deacon probably he wrote some of my favorite, other than Freddie. Freddy's probably number one, but like again he wrote "You're My Best Friend," another one "Bites the Dust." I Want to Break Free, he co-wrote on uh, Under Pressure, One Vision, and probably, I think I I texted you the other day, um, well, probably a couple of weeks ago now, that um, Friends Will Be Friends, he also co-wrote that one, and that song is uh, definitely an underrated Queen song, that song is just so, like, you know, uh, beautiful, and it's just So feel good and bittersweet all at the same time. Again, that's just such a great song. Um, So, you know, that was John Deacon. Um, Ryan May, he wrote, okay, here. Um, He wrote I Want It All. He actually wrote The Flash's Theme. Um, I think his most big, well, not not his biggest song, but um, I think the one that he most synonymous with is 39. Um, but his bigger songs. So he wrote, We Will Rock You, Tie Your Mother Down, I Want It All, Fat Bottom Girls, Who Wants to Live Forever, The Show Must Go On, Hammer uh, to Fall. A whole lot there. I could keep on going, honestly. Um, that was Brian May. Roger Taylor, he co-wrote these are the days of our lives which is again a beautiful song innuendo which is not as beautiful kind of a strange song actually um under pressure and again, radio gaga um a song that i probably turned every time i've heard the invisible man um (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh
1: but i think he wrote that one too um and it's always the intro. It's always Freddie saying, I am the invisible man. I, I repented it. Yeah. I was like, okay, fucking turn this shit off. <laughs> sorry, fans out there. Um, but uh, so last but not least, obviously, Freddie. So I think of their greatest hits album, he wrote 10 of the 17 songs.
0: Hmm.
1: So I don't know which one this is. I guess their first one. Um, he obviously wrote Bohemian Rap City," probably – Top three greatest song of all time um of all groups um, wrote,
0: I, it was voted the number one I, I, not too many years ago it was voted the the best song of all time in the u uh, k
1: yeah I like and that was probably uh you know low ball said so definitely top three ever probably yeah um so again, so okay, let me get back to my list here because there's a list Be rap city, seven Seas of Rye. Which is my ringtone for a long time, that piano intro. Yeah. Um, Killer Queen, Somebody to Love, We Are the Champions. Another song I heard early on, Bicycle Race. Uh, he wrote that yeah. one. Um, another you one know that know
0: Really fast. Do you know the story behind that?
1: Didn't he? He was watching. Uh, Did he say Women Riding on the Bicycle?
0: It was something somewhere. Like that. It, it, it it was that, or or if I'm not mistaken, he was, uh, he saw Tour de France going on, or so, it, it was something like that. But but yeah, nonetheless, it was he was he happened to see people riding a bicycle, and that, hence the song. But anyways, carry on. I had to throw that there. Yeah,
1: um, but don't stop me now, which is a, another famous great song. Yep. um, crazy little thing called love. Play the game. And one, and I, I should have mentioned this as the song, the deep cut that got into early it was good old fashioned lover boy. Um, oh, yes. the song that Freddie wrote that is like, I said that was one of the first, like, you know, it's a shame I forgot it till now. Uh, yeah. that got, that was like, okay, this is, this is like, I went through many different eras for like a different queen songs. My favorite song yeah. until I just heard a new one. Like I just heard one I haven't heard before. So this was like after uh, you are my best friend. Uh, this one probably knocked it off. It was, you um, know, it was it was kind of funny. It was clever. Obviously, it's Freddie, being Freddie. I mean, I think one thing about him as a writer of songs and kind of how you can really, you know, it's him. Was just this. It wasn't necessarily pop. It wasn't rock. It wasn't classical. It was almost. Almost like a Broadway, almost. It was really theatrical. It was really, like I said, it was really, you know, almost like putting on a show, taking you for a ride.
0: You know, I've never thought about that. I've never thought, dude. You know what? It was. I was. I've never thought of that. Like that. It's like it's almost like it's a musical. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, like you know, especially his. Like I said, most of his songs I just mentioned. You know, even again I mentioned the all-time great Your Rhapsody*. It was. I mean, like I said, it's very theatrical. It's like a play yeah. or, you know, it's like, you know, it's, um, I, I, of course, I know it's not all the songs he wrote, but off the no. are just the hits. But, um, like, you know, they have their own, he had his own style. And I think that's just, again, uh, we'll talk about it here soon. But, like, just what made them so great was, I mean, again, well, crazy little thing called Love was Rockabilly or uh man on the prowl you know the rockabilly song yeah um obviously tie your mother down which you know just just you know rock you know or um sheer heart attack was almost punk yeah um uh my melancholy blues was blues yeah um,
0: beautiful
1: and again um delilah which is uh delilah sorry i didn't make that clear is yeah. uh that <laughs> all uh, well, no
0: uh, and I, I i don't even mean it like like it, it's uh you know it, it, to me it's uh it's very it's very like um and i and i i know i have gay friends and stuff like it's it's just one of those songs like if you watch will grace it's like a song that would be on that you know what i'm saying
1: uh you no can, comment you
0: don't you don't have to I, No, I think i'm let you be
1: on um, let you be on the island uh but again, that song's probably really is you know is really pop. Uh, you know, I'd say it's one of the popular songs they've released. Um, so um, again, I think one of the things that made me, made made me love them was they were so versatile. And Freddie, again, like he could sing any style he wanted to. He was so good, um, and I think we can talk about it. Well, no, i say we'll, we'll touch on the end of Queen's career here soon. And then we'll get to then, like, I guess they're why they're our favorite. Um, so, uh, so again, near the end of their career, I know, I, you know, we're skipping a couple albums just because, you know, can't talk about every one of them for the hour and a half long podcast. Yeah. But uh, talk about like the last three, uh, A Kind of Magic, The Miracle, innuendo and of course later on after Freddie passed away Made in Heaven um, I think innuendo is interesting because like I said obviously it's Queen's last album um, there's definitely some weird songs in there I say weird just because they're you know like they're definitely experimental some songs like um, I'm looking at the list here well, I'm going slightly mad, it's kind of, it's a weird song. Like, I don't know, it's hard to describe. Um, but there is some good, just great songs, like, and I didn't even know this song was on the last album. Uh, fucking, the hitman. Like, Oh yeah, it's a good song. Yeah, that, that's one that I like, said, yeah, like the really heavy, and you've, like, I think, you know, we were hanging out one time, he said, oh, I I, the song came on and, and the other day, you know, and you were so hyped up on it. And, um, yeah, I didn't know that was on the last album. Like, it's just think that Freddie was, like unfortunately sick, I you know during this time. And he was again, singing these. Well, I mean, I think, well, uh, Delilah again, even though it's a goofy song, I still love it. The Hitman, yeah. uh, a song I, I personally love, uh, Bijou uh the show must go on these are the days of our lives um just think he sung all those songs while he was sick and like Mm -hmm. again not too far from death i think this album was released uh february and i think he died in september of that year it's the 91 um you know so uh I don't know. It puts a different spin, different perspective on, Well, I mean, Freddie was still the man right before he died, honestly. It was amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, they, um, to me, they went through a couple in the early 80s that were a a couple albums were uh, After the Game, um, which, uh, what came next? Was it Hot Space? Um, Yeah, it
1: was, um, well, the game. Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon. Uh, for, with
0: those two albums, what I'm talking about, I don't remember which one came first. Hot Space, Flash Gordon, which you know, I know Flash Gordon was a um, soundtrack, but they, they put out those two, and you know, it was a it was a big. Eh. And, and even uh, well, even the works, like the works, had like a uh, like it had it had what I want to break free, um, Radio Gaga. I think Hammer to Fall was on that one. Uh, like it had a, a few, it had some really good songs. But like, what was it good? Was not good to me? Um, but it seems like after Live, Aid, um, they went back on a tear for a, for a couple albums. That, mind you, you know how you feel about innuendo. Um, if you're listening, is neither here nor there. I know people who like it a lot. Um, if you're like me, uh, it's it's got some uh, bangers on there, but it's it's not that great of album. But it does have some bangers, kind of like the early '80s stuff. Uh, a lot of fillers, a couple bangers, but but after Live Aid, they went on another tear uh, for a couple albums with, uh, I think, A Kind of Magic and The Miracle. I think those two are very underrated albums, like A Kind of Magic, man, that's got one vision on it. Who Wants to Live Forever, A Kind of Magic, you know, man, those are some dang good songs. Uh, Princes of the Universe, which is Underrated to me. Good Yeah, song.
1: another great... Yeah, that song was for a movie. Um, yeah. The video is a funny movie, video.
0: And, well, yeah, and, and then The Miracle, man. The Miracle's got... Uh, well, The Miracle, to me, is another underrated song. Very good to Queen song. Of course, it's got I Want It All on there. Uh, Matthew's favorite, The Invisible Man, which obviously I don't like. Uh, uh, was Scandals on that one? Um, uh, Let me see. Um, Shaggy Ship. Uh, no, is that on the,
1: that one? No, yeah, that's it. Brilliant. It all yes, that, okay. it, it's not The Miracle, but yeah, I all Want right. It All, um, Scandal, um, Was It All Worth It, that's another great one, yeah. um, but looking, like I said, at their albums, and again, it's just because we're fans, like, even on an album that's kind of like Hot Space, where it's kind of, you know, they're not, like, it's, these songs aren't, or this album's not well below, I just, you know, If you're it's it's kind of to a point where, you know, if you're a fan of a group, you will like, like these albums or these songs that aren't critically well-loved. I mean, it's like, um, I don't know, if you're a Guns N' Roses fan, you probably really like The Spaghetti Incident or Chinese Democracy, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: and like, if you you know, critically, they probably didn't do shit, but but like so, like uh, like I said again, what's this album? Hot Space. It's like it had Back Chat, which is another John Deacon song. You know, again, great song. Uh, uh, I think calling all girls. I think I know that song is a good one. Um, it's gonna be hard to pronounce. Uh, Last palabras del amor, the words of love. Wrote by Brian May, song by Freddie. Obviously, it's that's a great, great one. And another deep cut that I think I was putting up, create my Queen playlist. It's very long, but this is one that I I think I came across early on and said, okay, I got to add this because again, it's very different. It's almost like a beach song. It's like a a shag song. I don't know. It's different. It's um, Cool Cat, like. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, it's like a beach song. It's kind of easy breezy. It's you know, yeah, just Freddie singing really, really high on it. Um, another John Deacon song, funny enough. And um,
0: I'll very last good. One, very good course.
1: Yeah, again, it's a great. You know, it's very different than the rest of their stuff, which is mm-hmm. a lot to say because they wrote in every style. I think yeah. l- mention one more. Um well obviously Under Pressure is off that album too.
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. Um, I forgot about that. So obviously that's a obviously a big hit. Um so even in the, like the end of their careers, you know, when well not the end of their careers, but Queen as a Queen as a whole before obviously they kinda got rejuvenated, you know, later on. Um near the end of the original Queen lineup the original they were queen, yeah. Like, they were still, like I said, on, like, on fire. Like, it's kind of like funny, well, not funny, but looking at groups that are still going, but they haven't wrote like a good song in years. Like, I uh, oh, wasn't going to Guns N' Roses, but they did release Hard School, which is a great song. Um but they haven't released anything in a long time since so like two songs, Hard School, and yeah, the other uh, other song they released right before that one. But um, or groups from the eighties that are sticking around too long. Like, I mean, I mean, I, I do like White Snake, and I do love David Coverdale. Obviously as a singer, but he hasn't wrote. Like, one, they don't have a great song in the last handful of years, you know, and yeah. Even with Queen, like I said, and obviously that just shows the difference of quality oh, wow. of music. I mean, like, uh, you know, Queen's probably a top five artist all time, you know, so it's kind of, you know, a tall order to compare them to, but uh, they're still putting out hits, so even like Made in the Heaven, which is, you know, Well, that's of, uh,
0: where I was going, man. They the, So to me, it's the perfect, uh, I guess. Uh, um, the perfect way to, like, look at Freddie Murphy is uh, he died, and then a few years later, Let Me Live. He, he has another banger come out with Let Me Live. Um, and it's just like, who else, man? Who else can die? And then a few later, yeah should, uh, be like, oh, hey, we, st- we got another banger for you.
1: Um, well, yeah, so, like well, again, even on that album, I know these are songs obviously released, uh, you know, after, but It's a Beautiful Day, again, if, you know, short but sweet song Freddy Kill It song great end. Um I really do like I Was Born to Love You in the uh the music list version. I think the a cappella version of that song is probably my favorite like that was almost my wedding song honestly was that song a p- vocal and piano version that you know pretty much just Freddie singing on it. Um again it was just they're, obviously, I think their work stands to stand the stands to tell the time where,
0: yeah.
1: you know, one know why Queen, in our opinion, are the greatest group of all time. Look at their damn catalog and tell me they're they're not the best. You know,
0: yeah.
1: up against anybody, I put them up against the damn Beatles. I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm not a Beatles fan, so it's definitely biased. But I think mean, Queen's the best rock group of all, group of all time
0: uh i'm with you 100 percent um i think you you summed it up there man there's um there's no no one better i mean even if you're even if you like the beatles i mean even if you're a bigger beatles fan uh, than you are a queen fan um and i know there's a lot um you can't you could say you like the beatles better that they're your favorite of the two but you can't say that uh, they're any better um you know what i'm saying like i Uh, I I just I I have a hard time um, with that. So um, they are they are as big as it gets. And if you don't believe it, uh, go look at their influence, who they've influenced, and uh, and I've done this before. And the list, uh, well, I don't. I'm not going to confirm this because I, I, you know, I don't have it in front of me. But uh, if I had to bet, the list is as long, if not longer, than the Beatles. Uh, and I'm talking about as uh, you know, obviously the people that's came through in the last uh, thirty years.
1: Yeah, and even the groups that you know got started in the '80s, you know the so '40s, you know, 40 years sure. ago now. Yeah, yeah, 40. Years, uh, obviously, thought of you know the great, you know, prove a big influence, and even well, yeah, like again, I like Ben Halen got started in '78, and obviously they cite Queen as an influence, as you know, again, a lot of rock groups too. Yeah. Um, and I guess that brings us to the last part so it's kind of their career, you know, and uh, as a whole, I think the original clean lineup, because they are still going and we do obviously love and support, you know, Adam Lambert, you know, he sounds great with the group. Sure. And like I said, I'm glad that they come to someone like him, who's still very unique, brings his own style to it, but can still do everything vocally that, you know, you you often need to do, you know, to be the queen, lead singer, queen. Um, Even though the, you know, he's well-beloved, I, you know, I don't necessarily, I'm glad they didn't choose of Mark Martell, like, you know, who sings exactly like Freddie and it's just kind of a tribute show almost, like a tribute band, kind of version of Queen. You know, I'm glad that they, you know, choose them like Adam Lambert. That's gonna, you know, young, give them a shot in the arm, and still be with them until they just want to stop playing. They'll be with well, them I, until they break up.
0: I agree with that part. You uh, know, of course, I'm a huge Martell fan, I, and uh, and it goes. It's got to the point where it goes past his uh, Queen stuff. Um, you know, I, he, he puts out Christmas albums each year that I've grown to love. Uh, he's got a solo album uh, called I think it's called Impersonator. Uh, it's worth checking out um, if you've never listened to it. It's actually pretty good. Uh, there's some songs in there I really like. Um, I've become a fan of his, and uh, I've I've seen him live. Uh, one of the best live singers I've ever seen. Which I think if anybody knows by now, they they he's obviously big for a reason. Um, but one of the best live singers I've seen, and I've seen some really good ones. Um, but uh, I, I would you know of course I'd be lying if I didn't say I'd love to see him. Uh, what he can do with those guys but uh, just from the, the sound uh, aspect of it uh, but as far as being a good there's no better singer I've said this a million times and said it the first. Uh, there's no better singer in the world right now than Adam Lambert you can like someone better um, but I promise you they're not a better singer than Adam Lambert and also um, you know it takes a little bit more than singing to uh, to be the front man of Queen in a concert and uh, you know of course there's there's not many people that can could sing um and and just uh be that energy um for, because queen um you know the other guys they're not i don't want to say that they don't have any energy but um but the energy comes from from freddie or came from freddie um and uh, you know of course adam lambert th- that's a big role to take and he's obviously the man for the job so you, you said it best he give him a shot in the arm uh you got to. 7 year old guys out there, you need that. Uh, And I think, you know, there's probably not a better person to lead uh, to be the front man of the band right now. So uh, great, great choice. And I do support it 100% too. Uh, So that's why I still uh, love what they're doing.
1: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, you know, so again, you know, so it's definitely Queen. And I think what makes me, again, just cap it off, you know what, Queen meme stuff, while they're yeah. our favorite, I know with me, um, it's honestly, you know, obviously, I, I know I know the story of their lives, and you know, obviously the relationship with Freddie, and obviously Freddie's life, and all that good stuff, but at the end of the day, um, you know, uh, it's the music obviously, they, you know, that brings me to the group, I mean, it's um, all the hit songs, I mean, all the songs they've released, and I mean, Go through each song, I mean, again, each each album, I think there's, I don't know how many albums, I didn't count when I was looking at it earlier, there's hell, quite close to 10, 12, mm-hmm. um, a lot of albums, and there's so many hits, I mean, there's so many great songs that, um, at the end of the day, that's why they're my favorite group of all time, it's not, you know, what they mean to music history, or, you know, it's not like, oh, they they're you know, Freddie's is the greatest singer of all time, you know, even though I mean my opinion he's definitely top three at least, you know, definitely the best male singer of all time, that's for sure. Um but um but I don't I don't listen to Queen because oh he's the best. And know, uh, I listen to Queen because again the music is just so damn good. And obviously it's just obviously you know
0: caveat uh, he is the best. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, caveat, yeah. And it's just four guys in a band that again with them together it was just special. I mean, it was a special group and um, that's why that's why they're again my favorite. Honestly, they're they're just you know, they're just too damn good.
0: Yep, yeah, you, you summed it up there, man. They caught lightning a bottle when they, they formed and uh, you know, I, I really believe that and they uh, we've mentioned this before, you and I have um, and, and there's, I don't have a definition for it. I think everybody knows it, but uh, nobody has a clear definition, but uh, Freddie, Freddie had a it factor, um, you know, just, you just tell he's different and special and, or he was. And um, of course the band just, um, they just caught lightning in a bottle. Everything seemed to fall in place to, to form what I feel like is the greatest band of all time. And, um, you know, I'll, be listening to their music till I'm dead. I Before we go, I, real fast, I had a real proud dad moment uh, tonight. i told you my daughter's a fan of Queen now, um, but I was uh, folding some clothes um, and I just so happened to walk down the hall a little bit and her door was cracked and um, I heard her in there uh, singing, um, don't stop me now. And then about 15 minutes later, uh, I kind of just, you know, snook down the hall a little bit again just to see if she was still uh, listening to the music and of course she was at that point she was uh, going to uh, friends will be friends. Um so uh I don't know. It's just one of those moments like man I'm doing I'm not do I'm not a great dad but I'm doing something right. <laughs> hey, if I can't be a great dad I had a great father for her, at least I can have her listen to good music. <laughs> so, there you <laughs> yeah. go. Yeah at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. So that, um <laughs>
1: So, uh, I think the... you know, on,
0: on, honestly, Matthew, uh, real fast, uh, this could be a two-parter if, if we, if, if you know, if we really wanted, we, we could go back and address this at another point and, and talk about some other things. I, I know at a certain point, and I'll let you finish this, but at a certain point, um, I, I'd like to cover there's a new uh documentary making uh, waves out, um, and, and I don't know if you've heard about it, it's something that I would really like to watch and cover at some point. Uh, but it's called Freddie Mercury, The Final Act. And it's about basically what the movie didn't cover. It's about the final few years. There's some months uh, uh, video and interviews with people. And, uh, you know, it's won some uh, indie festivals, uh, new, uh, movie festivals here lately. It's getting a lot of buzz. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I know the band's promoting it, too. Like, as uh, it's a must watch. But uh, I'm definitely going to see it. Uh, it's probably going to be sad as hell. But um I'm hearing it's really good. So, you know, I, I, I tell people to check that out. I'm gonna check it out and it's something we could probably check out and and do another one on.
1: Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely, definitely I agree. Um, yeah, this will this will be off obviously a topic that we can, we will definitely revisit. Um, you know, because obviously Queen is our favorite group and we could uh, if I have a Queen podcast probably, you know once a month honestly and it'll yes, still man. be pretty you know be plenty to talk about um yeah it'd
0: be new stuff each time
1: yeah um so again i'll say this, yeah definitely kind of a career retrospect mixed with their own opinions obviously with queen again it's a lot of people's best favorite band of all time so we're not in the minority here definitely in the majority um so i a while well, we can add to the queen narrative even on a smaller scale and um because again uh queen is our favorite group and you know obviously um i'm glad the other people are into them as well
0: me too man we're going to be on a we're going to be on short rest uh this week so we'll be bouncing back in a, a just a couple of days for our normally scheduled uh podcast and uh and matthew did you have anything um anything to shout out or anything tonight
1: uh yeah we i uh, do have some more i can shout out okay um even though that was uh well uh, m- uh, recorded monday i think Mon sunday or monday yeah yeah yeah. sunday so uh, yeah we do i uh, do us a couple things um so yeah and i say if we don't record on sunday because i know that would be two days away or technically a day um we can still do it virtually because I think it, we're having a good look it's a good success doing it virtually. Yeah, seems to um, me. So, yes, yeah, so I do have a couple songs that are um, new, so I did, did want to touch on Oh, nice. I was um, you say that. It's, um, it's an indie song. It's the. Um, indie I think I follow... That I do like the group. I don't know how but they found me. Again, it's a group mm. that um you know, you know, I think I've definitely, we definitely talked talk about them before I listened to them. Yeah, man. Um kind of this uh definitely pop, but it's like this yeah. um alternative pop, kind of eighties sounding stuff. You know, I really like it. Um the lead singer, um, his name is Dallin Weeks. He was in Penny Up the Disco before joining well starting. I don't know how um anyway the um he's kind of a peculiar guy he, he he has different taste in music than i guess we do really um but i love following him on social media because he's kind of an oddball he kind of you know he kind of you know puts a bit reverent just kind of posts and stuff kind of funny anyway he has he wants to do a song of the day so he did one and it was this group called which I think it's just a so well, I think it's just one guy, but is the artist's name is Amateur Hour, the song is called I Need You. Um, if you were to, um, you know, pull up the biography on Spotify, it's only like one sentence. It's ADHD Pet Sounds on a laptop. Okay. Um, so, in uh, this song is very Beach Boys, very much Pet Sounds. It's kind of a great. Uh, you know he knew what he was going for because it's very much again a '60s pop song. You know, again, very Beach Boys. The song again, "I Need You." Group is Amateur Hour. Um, there's a few Amateur Hours on Spotify, but this one has less than a thousand plays. So um, check it out. Again, it's um, very recommended, and one that. A lot more talking uh, is about is occurring because I think Justin Hawkins talked about it. Obviously, I think it was trending number one when it came out for a couple days. It was um, Lux mm-hmm. Um, I'll take to look, look it up because that's what happened to Metallica. should be the first up. Um yeah. First, uh, I Thank think this they're releasing a new album in here. Yeah, I think February or March. It's the first one in six years, which is yeah. strange because it didn't seem like that long since they released. But yeah, um, really again, Saturna. Um, that's the song. It is so old school Metallica. It's almost scary. You know. Again, this is. I think Metallica after especially after the black album. Um they do have few songs after that, you know, that album, but um their sound changed and they weren't as heavy as the eighties, you know, the eighties stuff. I mean there's first I think this first excluding the black album. Um it's just raw heavy metal. Honestly all it is is raw heavy metal, you know, nothing fancy. Um again nothing crazy about it it's just raw music that they definitely changed after that after the black album they're more polished and just more commercial honestly but um this song i'm is looking back forward to the, that yeah like i said this out this, this i'm hoping the whole whole album is like this one song because like i said it's i think it's like three minutes 30 seconds it's really short yeah. um like i said it's so raw sounding um Again, uh, Freddie, uh, James Hetfield sounds great, funny enough. I know I know he's – the way he sounds in his heyday back in the 80s is so different than what he sounds like now. But um, yeah. he does sound great, honestly. Um, so, again, I can't recommend this song enough. It's, you know, well, it's definitely much a hit. I know I've seen, like I said, Justin Hawkins talked about it. He loved it. Uh Seen a few other people kind of break it down and review it um so again check it out metallica's *Lux saturna
0: well i uh just to hit real fast i like hardwired uh it was it was a, it was pretty good like i didn't have a favorite song or anything like nothing stuck out as a, a song i played on repeat but i thought the album was pretty good i love death magnetic um which is yeah. the second last album Uh, You know, one of my favorite Metallic albums uh, in a long, long time. Um, So, of course, I'll be looking forward to it. Um, But man, this was fun as always. Um, My only recommendation, again, I haven't seen it yet, but the Freddie Mercury, um, uh, the final act, uh, just heard about it. Very excited to see it. Um, I I, I think you have to to stream it, like buy it off, rent it off of uh, VUDI, however you pronounce that, on on, uh, streaming devices um oh, okay yeah but uh yeah so i think it's on there uh but again um we'll at some point we'll have to check both check it out and we'll have to uh obviously that'll be a pod dedicated to that um but again uh appreciate you guys listening always uh, we'll come back uh very soon um uh, you know hopefully on the scheduled time you know we'll, we'll we'll be around it if not uh not sunday but uh you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, as right now we're, we're on, but uh, we'll see what happens, but we'll, we will uh, have a good topic as always. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep this ball rolling, man. I appreciate you guys listening. We've had a really, uh, a really good uh, amount of listens the last couple of weeks. So uh, I really appreciate that. We, we do. Um, it's been awesome to, to see that, um, you know, we had a, I think last week was a pretty big week, but uh you guys are listening, and uh, and it's really cool. Uh, so keep keep it going. Keep it going. Please follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's at OnShuffPodcast2F. Um, follow us on there. Uh, interact with us. Give us some topics. What would you like to hear an episode about? Um, you know, what are we idiots for saying? Uh, you know, what do you disagree with? Uh, you know, do you, you want to get on to me if you're a Swifty? Uh, you know, just whatever. Uh, get on there and interact with us. But, again, we appreciate you guys listening as always. And uh, we'll see you next time. Love you guys. Peace.
1: See you.